Good morning. I hope you're still fasting. That's what we were doing this week. We were fasting on a lot of bad things. So if we let them go, we should be feeling better. So good morning. Welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm so excited. I can't wait for everything that today will bring. I personally am fasting from food. So that means I'm going to have a laser focus on God to get me through today. I'd like to dedicate today's podcast to Uncle Luis. So he's not my direct uncle, but he is someone's uncle and someone's father and someone's husband and someone's brother-in-law. He passed away this week. And the question I asked is I said, So do you think he went to heaven? And his nephew said, yeah, I'm pretty sure he knew the Lord and he had confessed his sins and then his family prayed for him to be without pain. He did suffer in the end. It was cancer, it was painful but God has taken him in his arms and has relieved him of all of his pain and will restore his body soonest and his family can hopefully continue with beautiful memories of how he once was. Amen. Safe travels, Uncle Luis. I pray you're in good hands. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, as I start this day, you know what I will encounter. Realizing that your watchful eye is my protection provides me with comfort and strength. It is my assurance that I am not alone. Your watch over my life provides a barrier from hurt and harm. Thank you, Lord. I praise you for watching over me so I do not have to swim through unfamiliar waters with no direction or plan. I know your intentions are all encompassing and they include problems that surprise me but are not unknown to you. I praise you for guiding me with your eye from danger to safety from darkness to light, from sorrow to joy. I am continuously amazed by your omnipresence. As you watch over me, you are simultaneously overseeing the affairs of the universe. The fact that you consider me to have significance in the grand scheme of the world is awesome and it is proof of your unconditional love for me. I praise you for leading me away from people who desire to poison my mind and spirit 
and ushering in those who know your language of love and faith. But I also praise you for the unbelievers in my life, for whom I can be a living example. Father, I am thankful every day is a new experience with you. I marvel at the ways in which you lead me. Sometimes it is morning prayers confirmed with a word from a sermon. Sometimes you place your discernment in my spirit. And sometimes it is a clear word from the Holy Spirit telling me what I need to do and where I need to go. But it is always your love being poured into my life. So Lord, I praise you for your protection, your love, and your continuous leading. And most importantly, your watchful eye. Psalm 31, you are my rock and my fortress. Therefore, your name's sake, lead me and guide me. And Psalm 32 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Amen. Well, that is all we can ask. John 14, 23 says, Jesus answered, And said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. When we love someone, we try to please him or her. As children, we should obey our parents, not out of fear, but out of love and respect. Even a dog knows what it means to please someone they love. Dogs have been known to do impossible tasks because of love. So people, for that matter, have done the same. If we say we love Christ, then we obey his teachings. Conversely, if we don't obey his teachings, then we cannot say we love him. It's a very simple concept. The added bonus in this instance is not only will you be blessed and please Christ, but we will also please the Father. We are promised that both the Father and the Son will make their home with us if we are obedient. Simple obedience such a small price to pay for love. Bow your head. Father, help me to obey your teachings. I love you and I desire to please you in all things. Help me to be obedient even when my flesh is weak. Help me to honor you by doing your will because I love you. Amen. God be with you. Amen. 
be right back. And now let's see what the Bible says about asking God for specific things. Many Bible passages challenge believers to ask God for very specific things. We're going to read the following verses um, to remind us how important it is to ask God for the things that we need. God expects you to ask. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask, what shall I give you? That's 1 Kings, verse 3. Jesus said, And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. And that's Matthew 21. Jesus said, Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive that your joy may be full. And that's John 16. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. And that's James 1, 5. If we were to summarize these verses, we would find some very clear and concise principles related to our asking. God wants us to ask him to meet all of our needs. God delights in revealing to us his desires and his ways of doing things. We can ask God for all things, including those that relate to the natural world. We are wise to ask in agreement with others. We must always ask in faith and in the name of Jesus. God will respond to our need, not in a way that opposes his commandments, but in a way that pleases him and brings him glory. We can be assured that whenever we ask God for something, he hears and responds to us, giving us precisely what we need, which may not always be what we think we need, but which will always benefit us more. The Bible tells us, you do not have because you do not ask. And that's James 4. For what things in your life have you failed to ask God? Mm-hmm. So today, I want you to ask God. Listeners, we have such a blessing to be able to interact and talk to God and come into his presence every day, hopefully several times a day. And especially when we start off our day talking to him, he doesn't go away for the duration of the day and night. 
God expects you to ask. It's not rocket science. Amen. Here's a poem called A Walk with the Lord. Choose to walk in the light of our Savior. He will guide every step of your way. He will give you strength and the courage to brighten your path every day. Keep the faith and believe in his teachings. Know that he fills every need for God's word is true and sufficient just as the Bible decreed. You will grow strong in wisdom. You can prosper and find your reward for the power will come with the blessings when you choose to walk with our Lord. Amen. We are walking with him. This is a beautiful bookmark. (laughs) You've seen those. This says, walk with me. My Jesus, my friend, walk with me today. Hand in hand, guide me to learn and know what is good. Arm in arm, help me to grow in my faith in love for others. Side by side, stay by me to protect me and show me your ways. Heart to heart, help me to pray and to be all that you want me to be. Thank you, Jesus, for the special love you have for me. Amen. Stay right there, listeners. We'll be right back with some more beautiful prayers. Listeners, your change begins with you. This is from Trusting God Day by Day. Isaiah 43. Fear not, for I have redeemed you, ransomed you by paying a price instead of leaving you captive. I have called you by your name, and you are mine. If you made up your mind that you intend to enjoy the best life that God has for you, then you must realize that the change you're waiting for begins in you. You must believe what God's word says about you more than you believe what others say or what your feelings or your own mind say. Your circumstances aren't your problem because they won't last. But until you change your thinking, no matter what's going on in your life, you will be stuck. Maybe you've had negative messages fed to you since you were a child. It could have been parents who had troubles themselves and took their frustrations out on you. It could have been a teacher who delighted in belittling you in front of the class. Perhaps your parents expressively compared you to another sibling or giving you the impression that you were flawed. You may have experienced one or more broken relationships and become convinced that it was your fault. 
But whatever the reason for your self-doubt and negative attitude toward yourself, it has to change if you truly desire to enjoy God's best in your life. See yourself as God sees you, not the way the world sees you or even the way that you see yourself. Study God's word and you will find out that you are precious, created in your mother's womb by God's own hand. You are not an accident. Even if your parents told you they never really wanted you, I can assure you that God wants you. Otherwise, you would not be here on earth. You would not be here. You are valuable. You have worth. You are gifted. You are talented. And you have a purpose on this earth. God says that he calls, that he has called you by name and that you are his. So take a minute to look into your heart. What do you see there? How do you feel about yourself? If by chance your answer does not agree with God's word, I want to encourage you to begin today renewing your mind about yourself. Trust in him. God says in his word that you belong to him and that you are uniquely and carefully created by him. Amen. God's way day by day. James 1.6 He who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not the man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. The person who asks anything of God without faith is not going to receive what he requests. I know countless people who make their petitions to God saying, God, I know you are all powerful and all wise and you can meet all my needs, but well, that but clause is usually a statement of doubt, not faith. It is a but in this case instance of doubt. Many people believe that God can, but they have doubts that God will. They recite to God all of their inadequacies, unworthiness, shame, inability. God says if you come to him with an attitude, don't waste your time praying. If you come to him with doubts and feelings of unworthiness, shame, and inability, Don't waste your time praying. That's food for thought. Amen. God's promises day by day. Psalm 36. The children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. When placed in the light of our awesome God, Our lives find new perspective 
Anxiety is replaced by hope when we see that nothing could ever be bigger than God. Fear loses its strength when we recognize that God's power and love are a million times greater than our weakness and failure. Peace floods our lives when we remember that all our needs are safely encompassed by God's brilliant sufficiency. Amen. And now Cindy Trim says, Are you disciplined? 1 Corinthians 14. Be sure that everything is done properly and in order. Look at Noah, Joseph, Moses, and David. All were men of honor and order. They were disciplined and dedicated, and they submitted themselves to God's commands. They were bold and courageous because they understood the power of a divine hierarchy and authority when it was right in their face. They followed orders, knowing the power available and submitting to God. Even Solomon understood the importance of order when he meticulously followed God's instructions and the chain of command in building the temple. We read in 2 Chronicles 8, Now all the work of Solomon was well ordered from the day of the foundation of the house of the Lord until it was finished. Bow your head. Father, you have given me great authority, but I submit myself totally to you. Like the centurion in Matthew 8, I am a person of authority under authority, and I know that when you speak the word, change happens. I put my trust completely in you because you are more than able to accomplish all that concerns me today, Lord. Even if I try to make plans, you have the final word and determine my steps. Amen. Lead me in the way I should go, and I will not take one step without you. In Jesus' name, amen. How beautiful is that? I will not take one step without you. Not one, Jesus, not one. Thank you for guiding me and thank you for holding my hand. You've ushered in another day, untouched and freshly new. So here I come to ask you, God, if you'll renew me too. Forgive the many errors that I made yesterday. And let me try again, dear God, to walk closer in thy way. Father, I am well aware I can't make it on my own. So take my hand and hold it tight for I can't walk alone. Amen.
again. What an awesome opportunity we have here, listeners. We are gathered all around the world. We might as well be holding hands because we are family and God is our Father. That's right. One God, one Father. We are the children of the Lord. We will enter the kingdom through Jesus, following him, following his ways. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Is all we have to ask ourselves. And when you get that answer, you should be standing in front of a neighbor and offering a helping hand. That's all for today. Please try to walk in his way. Bye for now. Thank you.